Welcome to Rethinking Leadership, where we're serving fresh ideas over coffee, because nothing happens before coffee. I'm Jackie Lesser. And I'm Dee Yarrison. Grab your favorite mug and let us fill you up. Good morning, Dee. Hello, Jackie. Nice to be with you here at the Enterprise Center again in Philadelphia. Yeah, with our coffee and our uh, conversation. Yes. So today, I thought we could talk about... um, being very, very peaceful, because like, have you ever had a time where you have felt peaceful? Start off your day, you're feeling really peaceful, and you run into somebody or you run into a meeting, and all of a sudden, someone else knocks you <laughs> out of your peace. No, nope, never and, had that. <laughs> <laughs> and into a state of not peace. Right. Mm, yeah. I've had that experience once or twice, actually. Yeah, no, because I'm just thinking, like, that happened to me twice yesterday, feeling so peaceful. And then all of a sudden, you know, interacting with someone and boom, like, where did Mm. the peace go? Yeah, and it's interesting because I know that we've talked about this, that you and I both have a strong commitment to be peaceful. You know, we talk a lot about being the change, bringing it with you, et cetera, and um, we're both very committed to being peaceful. And uh, yeah, I actually have a story I'm thinking of because it was interesting. I was just being myself. And then I, um, well, let me tell the story. Mm-hmm. And so this was a few weeks ago. I had dropped my daughter off at the high school at about 7.30 in the morning, and I was making my way back home. And I couldn't, I couldn't find my wallet that morning. And the last place I remember having it was at the Giant grocery store the evening before. And so I'm going right past Giant on the way home from the high school. So I, I stopped and I went in, and it's pretty empty. It was early, 7.35, maybe 7.40. And there was these two women employees talking. And I went up and I said, excuse me, um, I think I might have left my wallet here last night. Is there anyone at the customer service counter? 8 o'clock. That she interrupted me before I even finished my sentence. Eight o'clock. Oh, they'll be at the customer service counter at eight o'clock. Okay, so you're saying that the customer <laughs> service counter opens at eight o'clock? Um, and so I, I walked away and I went over to the customer service counter and I just like I was on my way out and I thought, wait a minute, this is a lost wallet. It's yeah. seven forty-five at this point. I didn't, you know, it's not like I left my apples. Can you know? Do you have my apples? I left here yesterday. This is my wallet. So I walked back and I said, excuse me, I. You know, I realize that the person doesn't start until 8 o'clock, but I left my wallet here yesterday. She's not, she, you know, she's 15 more minutes until she starts. She's not going, you know, she cannot, we don't have the keys, like excuses. We don't have the keys. The woman doesn't start until 8. Well, the, apparently, I mean, I'm thinking maybe she's not even here. You know, if I don't start till 8, maybe I don't come in until 7.59 or something. But the woman that worked at the counter at that point was walking by, and she was actually motioning me to follow her, but this other woman was still going on about, you know, how I shouldn't be bothering her. She still has 15 more minutes before she's on the clock. She said something about being on the clock. And I was really taken aback, and I had a moment where I really didn't know what to do because I certainly didn't want to argue with her. Um, So I thought, I tried to reason with her. I said, I understand that maybe, I'm sorry if this feels like an inconvenience. That's not an inconvenience. That's what she said, and I said back, well, it feels like an inconvenience because I'm asking her to start before she normally would. I'm asking you maybe to do something that, you you know, you don't normally do. And so I get that it's an inconvenience, and I apologize for that. And she just, you know, just rolled her eyes, and I walked on. And the person that actually worked at the counter had no problem helping me. Um, 
but I could feel like I was very much a problem to this other person. And that really bothered me. Um, like, hurt, like I was really hurt, which mm. is kind of silly, you know. Um, I mean, it is what it is. So, But I walked out to my car, and I felt really upset. Like, it was amazing to me. I was surprised at how emotionally upset I felt. Um, I guess I hadn't had an encounter where someone, you know, just wanted to argue with me um, for a long time. I don't think that that's happened. And uh, I remember feeling very disappointed. Like I was really, I think I was hurt and disappointed that 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 would happen. Like, why don't we all, you know, why wouldn't we just help each, help other, each other, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think what, you know, what we're talking about here today is we've made a choice. I've made a choice to be, I want to bring peace with me where I go. It's, you know, peace, collaboration, helpfulness, kindness. That's how I choose to be in the world, and I know certainly it is for you as well. And so when you and I were talking about this earlier and I shared that story, I was just processing it with you, and you said something about, you know, we're going to encounter people in the world, as you start, said in the beginning of this, that just are not are not there. And, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think there are times when you feel peaceful, you walk into a situation, it could be a conference room, it could be, you know, a doctor's office, and the person who's there, or, you know, many people there to greet you, are not giving you that say they're not matching your vibration of peace, right. right? Yes. So you have a choice at that point. Do I stay in my peace and do I keep radiating and, you know, extending the peace? Or do I, you know, fight back or try and make myself right because I'm peaceful and them wrong because right. they're not or they're, you know, they seeming they they seem to be angry or disturbed or annoyed. I mean, I had this in a doctor's office yesterday. You know, I, I walked into the doctor's office. I'm a new patient, and I didn't feel like a new patient. I didn't even feel welcomed. Mm. And so all of a sudden, I had to think to myself, okay, is this the place for me? Do I want to be here? Like, I all of a sudden separated myself like I didn't belong. And I think it really is, I mean, at, at this point, it is a conscious decision. Do I want to stay in the place of peace, or do I want to jump out of peace and be, you know, annoyed at whatever? Um, or, but first, or separate. Or, or separate, yeah. right. But I think first we just need to let everybody know whether you found your wallet or not. Oh, I did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. That was a cliffhanger. <laughs> um, but then second of all, I think it's really important. If you are committed to peace, if you want to live, live a peaceful life, and really, who doesn't? Right? Who wants to be aggravated and annoyed? Who wants to allow their environment or the people in their environment to, you know, knock them off their peace? Nobody. Right. So, you know, to our point, I think it's a, it's really about a choice. And thankfully, we have a couple tips yeah. on. Well, because I think it is a, a fairly common experience. Like, I don't know that we think about being knocked off our peace, you know, mm -hmm. and being, like you said, we don't, you know, I don't wake up in the morning and say, I think I'm going to be really angry today. But yet, if I'm not conscious to say, right. I'm going to stay at peace today no matter what, then I can be angered by things, yeah. right? And I can just allow my circumstances to dictate how I'm going to be moment to moment. Exactly. Um, and I do think that that is a fairly common way that we live. Yeah. I think she makes me so mad. Yeah. He pissed me off. Mm -hmm. You know, 
she did this, like, mm, she made me feel. Right. Mm, no, <laughs> that's actually not what happens. Right. What happens is that you give your power to mm. feel a way to a perfect stranger or to a relative or to a coworker. That's right. You know, we were talking before, earlier when we were on our way here, about um, walking into a room and feeling the energy of the room. And the energy can feel really dark. It could feel really uplifted. And yes, we are impacted by, by the energy in a room. You know, if you walk into a conference room or into a you know, school board meeting, but at the, or even a living room of your family. Yes. But at the same time, you have to decide to stay in the energy right. that, that you want to be in. Right. I mean, because I can walk into a room and it's obvious that there was something must have just been going on because I can feel that tension, right? Nobody turns to me and says, hey, we were just having an argument and it's really tense in here. It's like I can feel that. Exactly. I don't need to be told that. And the same thing with walking into a room where it feels joyful and elated and obviously there might yeah. have been just a celebration or an announcement of some kind. Um, but, like, let's take the tense example. You know, so I can, it's kind of unconscious, right? Our brains, we're, we're social creatures and we have those mirror neurons that are, we have these neurons that are called mirror neurons that their sole purpose is to create connection mm -hmm. between us. So if I walk in a room and you're there and you are having an argument with somebody and you're, you know, your experience right now is tense and agitated and, you know, reactive, my brain's going to try to pull me there yeah. to meet and match you, right? Right. And so it takes a lot of effort for me to recognize that because I, re I, I might have a feeling in my gut like, uh-oh, and then my brain starts to get, my amygdala starts to get triggered. We just can't get through an episode without talking about the brain, can we? Um, <laughs> it's so true, though. <laughs> right, so it does take an effort for me to realize what's happening and to counteract that. So... That's where, you know, that's where choice and consciousness comes in. I think mm -hmm. every time you reroute a, a neural network, you know, you are, you're doing, um, you're creating new neural networks. So right. it, it's like when you're, like, for example, when your coworker does this particular thing, you know, when she, you know, copies everyone on an email and it triggers you, you know, that is, that's an unconscious trigger. Right. But if you say to yourself, OK, do I still have to be, you know, annoyed by this and you start to create other tactics where you can actually think differently about it, mm -hmm. um, that's where you're in control. That's where you consciously and intentionally decide how you want to feel about what the circumstances or the situation is. Yes. That's very, very powerful. It is. So powerful. And it does take practice. It is a muscle that you're building. Mm -hmm for yourself so that you can stay in the energy and the peacefulness and the calm that be you want. Be how I want to be. Exactly. Yeah. Not just for me, but for the sake of those around me, right? As we were saying with walking into a room and it feels tense, I could contribute to that or I could perhaps shift that for myself and for who knows, you know, for who else, right? Yep. So we do have a lot of power just I don't have to say anything, you know, it's not for me to like, I have to do something like, hey guys, just calm down, so it's going to be okay. I just be, yep. you know, I be very intentional and very conscious to bring with me what, you know, how I want to be and what I feel is going to be useful in that yeah. room, in that moment. And I want to make a distinction too, 
there are people who feel their roles are to be the peacemaker, mm. right? So they try and, you know, right. create d diplomacy and the, uh, they try and lift the energy or, you know, do something On different. Nice. So yeah. I'm, I'm not, so, and that's, that's one thing we're talking about here. What we're talking about is being 100% responsible for your experience. Yeah. Yes. For how you're feeling about what's going on, right? You're a grown-up, and you can absolutely decide how you're going to feel about the thing that she always does. Right. And in the grocery store, how do I want to feel right. about this woman? Yeah. As right? a matter of fact, tell your story yeah. about what happened when you got back in the car and what you did to alleviate and come back to your peaceful self. I will because the so we're going to share four tips like Jackie said like the exercise for building that muscle and I, I did what I did was at least three of those so the first thing I did when I got in the car was I took some breaths and I think I was doing this in the store too because again as I was saying I you know it was like sort of being in the moment and also being an observer of myself in the moment so I was there with her wanting to stay present with her but I was aware there's like this part of me that was kind of looking at myself going, what are you going to do? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so I was aware to take my breaths and just not let my brain, again, like those mirror neurons, I guess there was probably a part of me that was literally wanting to pull me into her energy, mm -hmm. right? And so I wanted to stay in my energy so perhaps I could, you know, just because I wanted to. And if anyone else ends up going there, great. But so I was taking my breaths, staying connected with myself. So step one, breathe always. Right. Always step one. Yeah, because honestly, I guess probably everything we're, we've been talking about on the podcast, in some way, the thing that's happening that becomes our topic is a trigger, right? Or is something that we, we are aware that happens in our human relationships and we want to um, shift it, to correct it, be in right relationships. So the first step really is always to just ground ourselves, yep. right? Get your um, brain back online. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's why the first step is always, because the way you get your brain back online and calm down your nervous system is breathing. So taking my breaths. And then as I got out to the car, I might have been doing this a little bit in the store too, but I was very aware of how I was feeling and I was having a conversation with myself. So the second step is to acknowledge how you're feeling. So I remember saying, my goodness, you know, you're really upset about this. Yeah, and I think yeah. one of the things that's important about the acknowledgement is that you did it without judgment. Right. You didn't say, why are you so upset? Yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah, no, it. you said, I feel so yeah. upset. I feel so disappointed. I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah I was sad. I yeah. was surprised how sad I felt, but that's what was there, so I just let it be and just acknowledged it. And really, honestly, it's not like I, you know, was sad for three hours or something, but it was just right. that moment of acknowledgement that then it began to, um, what's the saying, you know, how when we give something our attention, like it already begins to fade, you know. Right, I'm right. To think of an expression. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, so I acknowledged what is, and it began to shift. Now, I'll just say also that um, one of the reasons I, I made up that one of the reasons that you might have felt disappointed and, and the, the level of sadness and so forth is that you, you know, you said before, it wasn't your apples. It was Sorry. your wallet. It was your identity. And she wasn't seeing you as another human being. She was seeing you in the way, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in the way of her, you know, 15 more minutes before she had a report to work. Yes. That's right. So very separate. You know, I mean, I'm kind of making this up about 
her, I don't even mm-hmm. know her, but it, somebody who may do that is maybe sees themselves as separate. Like she didn't meet me where I was and give me empathy or compassion. Right. Of, oh my goodness, your wallet, that's yeah. terrifying or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I think that you're right. That contributed to the sadness and the disappointment. And as I did that, as I acknowledged to myself how I was feeling and the feelings began to fade, what flowed in in their place was compassion for myself first. You know, it's okay. You know, you're going to be okay. Um, and I, so I gave myself some compassion. And then, and this is all kind of happening, you know, just in within moments. Then I also brought her into that compassion. Just mm. unconsciously, I started to just see her differently, you know, more as a human being. I could kind of feel, you know, I maybe felt, I felt compassion for her that she was not able to meet me in compassion. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, like, wow, you know, here's a person that was so wrapped up in something else that yeah. couldn't see a person, you know, who was right. in trouble, yeah. you know, and, and someone who really needed her. She was just absent from that. So, yeah, yeah you could have some compassion. So I did. So I, I noticed that I, um, right away, she popped into my mind as needing compassion. And what I actually did in that moment was set a prayer for her. Um, and, you know, and I gave her my compassion so even though she wasn't with me, you know, I'm not in front of her saying, oh, I'm feeling compassion for you right now, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but I just, I just trust, as we talked about, you walk into that room and I'm going to be compassionate. It's going to be felt by others around me. So, um, yeah, and I also think that just the very, um, the very notion that you can feel that compassion does radiate out the peace. Right, so so you mentioned three steps so far. One was your breathing. Two was your acknowledging the feelings. Three was the compassion that you first brought to yourself. Because once you brought it to yourself, it made it, I mean, the, the road was paved right. for compassion for her. Yes, exactly. Um, the fourth step that we want to share is also, you know, I think what we're talking about here in the big picture is self-care, right? It's giving myself, so it's, it's recognizing that, this is how I want to be, and I go about my world, and I be that way. I be peaceful, I be collaborative, I be helpful. And there are situations, and you said there's situations every single day mm-hmm. where Multiple I multiple times a day, right? Where I'm going to have to d- dial up the effort. I'm really going to have to dial up the effort to stay in the way I want to be, to be conscious about right being who I am called to be right because right. your peace can be challenged yes at various right. times yeah so so self-care so in order to give myself everything I need to be able to continue to to you know give the effort um, and generate the peace that you're wanting yeah mm-hmm. so the fourth step there is um, just speaking it to myself so it's supporting myself teaching my brain mm-hmm. that this is who I am yeah. This is how I am in the world. And so, you know, we sometimes call that a mantra or an affirmation, but speaking it to myself proactively every day, reminder, I am peaceful. I bring peace. I am collaborative. You know, whatever mm-hmm. the mantra that feels right on a given day, sometimes I look at my circumstances of the day, what meetings do I have, and making that so part of the exercise building that muscle is doing that maybe in the morning looking at the day right and And beginning with the end in mind you know back to episode one right Mm -hmm. like so how do i want to feel when i'm walking out this door how do i want to feel when i'm through with that meeting how do i want to feel when i'm back in my car yeah i want to feel peaceful yeah so then i'd make that 
I decide that. I make mm-hmm. the choice. And then the way I support myself in that is by saying, you know, again, the mantra, the, the positive, saying the truth. I am peaceful. That's the truth. Because the more I tell myself that, tell my brain, it does, it builds, it creates the neural connections, but yeah. also builds that muscle. So when I'm in a situation faced with my peace being challenged, mm-hmm. I'm going to be more likely, like actually that even happened in the store where I, as I was saying, I was kind of in the moment, but I was also observing myself in the moment. So what didn't happen was I didn't get full out triggered and just get so caught in that moment of, you know what, lady, right. my wallet, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I was able to, because of having the the conviction, claiming that truth for myself of I am peaceful. And I believe that. Yeah, I believe that. So in that moment, it did not, it wasn't, it was, it would have been probably very felt awful if I did go, you know, to a very unpeaceful place and be argumentative or whatever it would have been. It would not have felt true to me at all. Um, so anyway, the fourth tip is choosing how I want to be and then speaking that to myself. I am peaceful, right. I am peaceful, yeah. I am peaceful. I'm pe- and I, I have found, too, that even when I, there are situations where, and this happened last night, actually, in a yoga studio of all places, but where I felt triggered by something. I, I walked into a room filled with people. There was not a spot left for me. And all of a sudden, and nobody was moving over. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is yoga. Um, (laughs) So yeah, you're supposed to be loving and kind and peaceful. And I'm not feeling peaceful here. Anyway, but the bottom line is you get to decide. So I was just, I kept saying to myself, I belong, I belong, mm. I belong, I belong. Nice. Instead of like walking out, yeah. you know, I just kept saying to myself, I belong until I found a spot. Right. That's and wonderful. Yeah. And so I think what I want to say about that, you know, the affirmation, obviously it was happening in the moment. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so it is proactive, but it's also, oh, yeah. it's also almost reactive. You know, you're in the moment and someone's talking to you or you're having a difficult uh, time of it, feeling peaceful, just to say that mantra or that affirmation to yourself during you need it in the that experience, moment. Yeah, right? Because that will help your brain to not flip your lid, as we've talked about before. <laughs> right. Right. That's what helps your your brain going. Okay. Yep. I belong. I belong. And and the, they serve each other. So by you doing that proactively, or just you know being believing that that's who you are, that you are a person who belongs and you are peaceful, um, your brain. You know, you have those neural connections already wired. I'm imagining. Right. So in the moment when the trigger happens, because you could have been totally triggered by that to the point where you weren't even conscious but maybe your thinking was well I don't belong here I don't belong here right exactly that almost happened Mm -hmm. literally after a few minutes of walking around and trying you know getting just really upset and having all of a sudden being jammed in a corner where I couldn't even use one of my arms and then yeah I stood up and I was almost out the door and then I kept saying to myself I belong I belong I belong I'm peaceful I belong and I created a space for myself. Right. So that was that was just one example. I think when we use these tools, right, to breathe, to acknowledge our feelings, to have compassion for ourselves and others, and then to affirm, when we use these in these types of places, in the grocery store, in the yoga studio, in the doctor's office, where you know wherever we, we will be more likely to have the muscles available to be the way we want to be, peaceful, et cetera, in our family situations, in our conference rooms, right. in our boardrooms, in some of the things that have even higher stakes. Yes. Yep. Those are probably the two most challenging, the family and the and workplace. Work, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
So I, it, it's really a practice of mine. Like those four things, it is really a practice because. It's a mindset. Yeah, well, you know, because my, it's, it's not automatic yet. You know, and maybe it never will be, but I'm so grateful for the tools, mm-hmm. you know, that I know that I have these four, <laughs> these four things that I can use on a regular basis because I really don't want to let someone else determine, you know, someone else's outside determine my inside. I That's don't right. want to give my power away in any circumstance, whether it's the yoga studio or the conference room. That's right. Yeah, because that doesn't serve you or, or anyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And I know how I want to feel. That's right. So... Um, so hopefully all of the people who are listening to this will take those four tips and start practicing for themselves, and we will have a more peaceful world. Amen. We're so glad that you were here with us today, listening to Rethinking Leadership, serving fresh ideas over coffee. You can connect with Jackie Lesser on JackieLesser.com, and you can connect with me, Dee Yarrison, at EssentialShiftNow.com, and we'll see you next time.